Welcome to Cat Chat. Good afternoon, everybody. My name is Josh Tyler. Tyler Tomlinson. The, the, the second best looking man here in Port St. Lucie, Florida. Oh, thanks. Second best. Thanks. Second best. Number yeah. two is a winner. Number two. Number two in my book. Number one in. Uh, and this is Cap Chat actually live. We are in Fort St. Lucie, Florida at the International Rush Cup down here. Uh, it's rained for two days. Uh, it's cleared up. Um, so we're playing. We're having fun. Um, but this is fun Cap Chat. Yeah, we're usually uh, live, but in uh, distance from each other. Yes. And so I don't have to smell Josh. But uh, no, it's good. It's good. We're together, and we're going to have some fun, and we got some good topics for you guys. Uh, and we're excited to be live and in Florida. It's actually a hologram, though. Tyler's not actually here. <laughs> See, I can go right through him. <laughs> You're listening to CapChat, the number one soccer recruitment podcast in the United States. This is CapChat. What we're talking about today is figuring yourself out uh, for for college recruitment. We're still going to talk college recruitment. We're still going to get through that. But we're talking about how how do you figure yourself out and what are the questions you should be asking yourself um, during the recruitment process. It's fun down here. I, I do have my rain boots, actually, because um, it rains. I'm, I'm going to prove it to you. So I got the rain boots because that's how much it's rain. Everyone laughed at me until they didn't have them. <laughs> he looks like Cousin Eddie when he's walking around <laughs> the fields. He's just dropping through the, the rain. Uh, so, yeah, his fashion sense is uh, practical. Yeah, practical. <laughs> so... Um, but we've done some really, really good football here. Uh, it, it's been a lot of fun to to watch. I think um, I've seen some I've seen some really cool things. The good thing about a muddy field is we've seen some good knee slides. Uh, so um, and we did see one ref uh, fall in the puddle in front of the parents. For, it, was, it was it was it was ten minutes into the entire weekend, and he and he slips, and, he, and you know he's unhappy, but he stuck with it. He, he was a trooper. He was. Um, the academy boys are playing, so um, we're gonna check. In I tend Tyler to think of myself trends. as a one man wolf pack, and my wolf pack grew by one. It's time for Tyler's trends. That's right. That's right. So this this Yahtzee. <laughs> this week on Tyler's trends, uh, we're actually gonna talk something pretty specific. Uh, and that topic is offers. Oh, right, so it's a good it's a good topic, right? You want to get to that point where uh, college coaches are going to extend an offer for you to play collegially at their school, right? So uh, when talking to some of our our players, you know, throughout the rush program, and then even in my own recruitment uh, experiences, one thing that I've noticed lately is uh, if if you are a player and you have, let's say, you've narrowed it down to your two or three options, right? Um, my my worry is that sometimes players go for one option and because it, it feels right, but they don't hear out the other two options fully, right? So what I'm hoping is a better trend is that you get the, if you're down to two, let's say you're down to two, to make it even more simple, you're down to two schools. Dose for our Spanish-speaking families. Don't accept one offer right away without having the other school fully give their offer to you. Right, because if you're so interested that you narrowed it down to two, then you've given both schools a chance, and you like things about both schools. The money might be more fitting for you at the school you just denied because you went with one just because it felt good to go to that school. Give both schools the chance to make the offer, then you have more objective information. And and I'm going to be honest, I would bet 
75% of the time, you're still like, this is still the right one for me. But I'm glad I got to see what the other school offer. Right? So I, I'm, it, it worries me when families don't hear out two offers or three yeah. offers if you have that narrowed down to that. Now, if some school's dragging their feet on you and it's taking a long time for them to get their offer, um, one, and, and this is a, a, something we always talk about, right, with CAP, is be persistent. And it's okay to ask for that offer and even say, like, hey, I have an offer from school A. I'm hoping to get my offer from school B, which is you, and I need that soon because I'm trying to make a decision within the next couple days. Yeah. That will put the coach in a hot seat to give you that offer, okay? So you can push that envelope, and that is an absolutely okay thing to do. But what you have to be careful of is just dismissing school B because school A made the offer and, and you just decided to say yes. And the school A may be cool with that. And maybe pressuring you, like, yeah, go ahead, take this now. It's there now. Don't wait for anybody else. Take it now. That's not the right thing to do always. Do you, do you think it's okay to ask? So your school A, say your school A, and I'm waiting for an offer to be. Do, do you play them off each other? Do you say, hey, school A offered me, you know, I'm out of pocket. I'm $10,000. Can you match that? Is that a weird thing to do? I mean, how much do you disclose there? Yeah, I think it's a So another reason why you should wait for the second offer, right? <laughs> because now, like Josh just said, hey, uh, offer B just came in from this other school, and it's about $1,000 more. So for, for us, I'm saying, can you match that $1,000? Can you match that $2,000 and make my offer come back up to a right. higher level, right? So I think... It's a, just a yes, do that, A. B, it's another reason for you to wait for a competing offer because you can use it to your advantage. Yeah, okay. Okay, now you don't get mad. Do you as a coach ever ask a player, hey, what's what's the other offer? Uh, uh, yeah, I have. Yeah, okay. absolutely, I have. In fact, some, now be careful because some, some coaches will be like, hey, why don't you, why don't you send me their offer? Mm. Right, screenshot it to me so you can see it. So you yeah. obviously don't want to be lying about the offer, but uh, that's okay too. You can, you can show them that. If, you don't have to show them that, but, you know, that's an option too. Okay. Well, very cool. Soccer enthusiastics, get ready for the experience of the year in Anaheim, California. Dive deep into classroom lectures and dynamic field demonstrations to add to your playbook. Plus, rub some shoulders with soccer royalty like Randy Waldrum, the head coach of the Nigeria women's national team, and Christopher Locke from FC Bayern Munich. Use the promo code CAPCHAT24 to save $30 off your registration fee and pay only $425. That's CAPCHAT24. But act fast. Prices go up after December 13th. Register now and elevate your soccer coaching knowledge. Planning to bring your whole crew? Special group rates are available. Figuring yourself out, uh, and these are questions that you should be asking yourself. Because uh, the, the the biggest thing that I think Tyler and I should, we should the, the goal for Cap is is can you get to a situation that you're happy at and you can be there for four years? And the transfer rate is higher than it's ever been, um, and so many kids are, are, are chasing chasing a, a letter or Steve says you know a a, a sweatshirt, yeah, a sweater, sweatshirt, and and they're chasing this and they get to places they don't like and they end up transferring. Actually, what we don't want. Our goal for you is, is to go to college for four, maybe five years, get paid to play, um, and then get a degree. And, that, and that's what we're trying to do. We, and enjoy the experience. Enjoy the experience, yes. Because if you have a miserable experience, it doesn't matter. Um, so that's what we, we, we want to talk about, of, of figuring yourself out through this process. Um, we don't we don't look at, at the divisions as the starting point. That's, that's the last thing. Because most kids go, I'm going to look at the soccer, then the school. Now, you got to look at the school first. Um, some people call it the broken leg test. Like, you know, if you break your leg, would you still want to stay there? Um, 
But if you go to soccer first and say I only want to play Division One, or and, you know, and then you know you're not one of the you know one percent that you, and you're now trying to squ- to fit to fit a square peg and into a round hole um, to make yourself fit in that. And that's that's so that's kind of what we we are t- we're talking about is is figuring yourself out. Um, so we, we, I took some notes here because normally I have my computer in front of me and I don't have my glasses, so I'm going to have to, 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 to zoom in here a little bit as, as we talk about figuring yourself out. And so far, I will say on the live, uh, no one's cussed at us as they're walking by. So, <laughs> well, almost. Well, almost she did, yes, yes. That was the, so if, she's a friend of Cap, though. She can, <laughs> yeah, she can cuss yeah, at us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if that happens, uh, we, we apologize about that. But um, So, so here's, here's the thing. So as a person... You need to understand what culture you're looking for, what environment you thrive in, the campus setting, the student culture, the price of school. These are factors that will never change. Um, that price is going to be the price. The the pond in the middle of the campus is going to be there most of the time. And these, these are things that, that you have to think about because um, they will not change. Uh, and so don't want to change in order to fit somewhere better. Um, so one of the things that we ask is, so we're going to ask you a couple of questions here, uh, is, is as a, as a person, you got to know the environment that's going to make you flourish. So when you're watching this, you can say it out loud, whatever it is, but these are some questions that, that you think about. And, and so one of the ones that we ask quite a bit is, is would you rather have teammates that are half committed, but really fun like us, like cool fun, or would you rather them be so committed that they're just mean? Um, and I think that's that's a it's a question you need to know. Yeah, it's a it's a really good would you rather, right? So it it it, it, it helps you answer the question: Am I am I going to an environment that's happy um, and positive, regardless of um, results? Mm-hmm. You know, or am I results driven? I need to be on the most competitive team no matter what, and maybe the culture isn't great, and maybe leaning towards negative. Because everyone's just trying to get their own and, and, and win games. Yeah. And so that's, a, that, that's an answer for you to figure out how you fit in, what you're looking for in a program. And everybody's going to answer that differently. And the good thing about that particular would you rather is that uh, there's no right answer. Right? And, and so that's why we give you these situations because you're going to answer it for you. And you're going to write down the answer that you want for that question. And that's going to help you determine the program that you want to fit into. So I guess another question then is, is do you want soccer to feel like a full-time job or do you, do you want to have the freedom to be a normal student? And, and I want to preference this by saying in season, everyone is a full-time job, regardless where you go. Um, so those three months you are, it is a full-time gig. So we're talking off season. What do you, what do you want that to look like? Yeah. So the soccer season in, a, in the United States is um, short and arduous, right? It's tough. Yes. Thank you. It's yes. tough. It's, it's hard. Um, once you get into the rhythm of, of the soccer season, you know, it's it's basically play, study, lift, recover. You know, play, study. It, 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 it is tough for everybody, right? Uh, outside of season, there's different rules for different divisions. And, and even past that, different teams have different approaches to how much work they're going to put on you as a student athlete in the offseason. And so Josh's question was, do you want that offseason to still feel like that full-time job and 100% commitment? Or do you want the uh, student life school balance to be a little higher, right? And so 
that's what you have to ask yourself again. Once again, there's no right answer. Everyone's going to answer this question differently. And by the way that you answer this question, that will help you determine who you are uh, as a player and what you're looking for in a program. And those are actually okay questions to ask yeah. on a visit, on a call. Um, and so I think that as you're going through it, uh, you can ask those questions. What's your off-season like? Yeah. Ask the question just as I phrased it. What is the, the, the soccer life school balance for your program? And, and sometimes you're gonna need you're gonna need a job. So, you know, some you're gonna have to work off season. Some of you like do you allow your players to have a job off yep. season? And so some so some schools don't. Their off season is so strenuous that you don't have time for a job. Um, some some may. Would you allow a player to have a job during season? It it would have to be an upperclassman that's proven that they can handle academics first. Yeah. So they a, a high quality GPA kid. Um, so yeah, it, it would th- then it would become dependent. Some some programs absolutely not. Yeah. Uh, they'd have to be able to time management handle it for our program. I, I did see a great comment come through. Oh, I, yeah? well, I don't know how we're mirrored for the way people are watching us. I said the guy on the right looks weird. That's you. Because if you're doing the right, it's obviously you. The guy on the right looks weird. Is it the guy in the the, the black or the or the white? <laughs> We're not. Don't pull them. Like like who looks weird? I'm assuming it's the black jacket guy. Is 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 the guy with the name Tyler? I get I look I get called that all the time. So I'm I'm you're not yeah feels good. Diego the goalie may tell us like where where are we? Uh... <laughs> I didn't see that comment come through. <laughs> I did flustered me. Sorry, I just thought you were talking about Josh. I don't know. Yeah, it depends on what you look at. So, um, okay, here's another question then. And I think this really pertains to, to uh, more females. Because, but would you rather have a male or female coach? Um, and, and does that matter? Because there are a lot of. They just won, I think, won the national championship, University of Chicago. Yeah. Uh, she's a female coach and freaking killing it. Um, there's a lot more female coaches coming into the men's coaching realm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so would you rather play for male or female or does it matter? Yeah, uh, I think that this is a, a good question. Obviously, I think it's going to gear more towards your, your girls' players and making their decision. Uh, but once again, there's no right answer. Your, your experiences and your conditions to how you went through any program um, – that's going to lead you to answer this question, right? Do you have a positive experience? Do you relate more? Do you get more out of yourself as a player playing for a male coach versus a female or more for a female coach versus a male coach? And just trying to know um, what's going to motivate you and make you play the best that you can play. I think it's a good question that you can answer for yourself too. Okay. Then, so now if we talk about environment and, and, and um, you know, we're still diving into this. So another question is, is do you want a relaxed academic environment? Um, like, do you want kind of a relaxed environment, or are you full academic? Uh, like, are you, do you need do you need and want an academic focused school, or do you want kind of a relaxed? Um, I'm just going to go for business, whatever that looks like, and, and yeah, yeah. So this one almost almost pushes the decision making for college into away from sport mm-hmm. uh, and into the academic side of focus, right? It, are, are you playing soccer? Uh, and then, oh, yeah, you'll, you'll pass your classes, right? I would like to think, no, I, I, would, I know that most colleges are going to tell you that they're going to hold a high academic standard for their teams no matter what. Um, I think you can ask that question as well. So, so as we're, I'm giving you a lot of questions to ask college coaches, so keep them going now. Uh, this is what would be one. What is, uh, what is an ex- expected GPA for your team? Uh, 
right? And I think that'll tell you the level of maybe academic commitment from that team. Um, and then so some schools require like study table hours, right? Okay. Do I always have to do those? Is there a get out of study table free card? Um, and if so, what is that GPA that I have to prove so, so I, can, I can show you that I can do it on my own? Mm. Or is the expectation I have to do study table hours? Are they required every set hours in a week or, or are they flexible? Can I, can I make my own? Right? So these are good study questions that you need to ask that will help you separate one school from another when it comes to your academic needs and standards of yourself. you got to hold yourself to an academic need and standard, too. Do you, so what, do you require freshmen? Like, do, do you require study all hours? Yeah, for, for fre- all, all new players, uh, freshmen and transfers are required to do study table hours. Okay. I think uh, uh, any smart program wants to get the kids acclimated to college learning. And I think that's part of that acclimation process. Okay. That's good. That's good. Um, okay, so do you we look at a city? Do you like a busy city? Um, do you like a rural area? Do you like a small town? Uh, these are things you, obviously, you cannot change the location of the city. So what kind of city, um, you know, what are you, what are you looking for in that? And I, I feel like you feel a little bit more passionate about this subject than me because I've heard you talk about it a lot. You know, when, when a player might be looking at a school but then kind of also complain about the school because it's too small or yeah, uh, yeah. something like that. And I know that you've always been like, well, well why are you looking at that school then? Yeah, you know, yeah. like know your priorities. Well, it matters, though. I mean, and it, it can't change. You know, it, it really matters. The location of the school matters. Um, some of you may want a big school. Some of you want to be in a downtown setting. So there's some schools in a downtown setting that you should probably never go to. I mean, it's not safe. Um, I just, I before we went on, I was just talking to a parent who said we went on a college visit, and my Amber Alert kept going off, and I thought <laughs> this this might not be yes. the right area for my kid. So no matter how much you love the school, you can't change that, and you can get mad at a school for that. You know, I just used Tyler. Tyler's in a small town. Um, I grew up in a small town, so that that was that was comfortable okay, yeah. for. for for me, um, some of you want. Some of you come from a small town and want a big city. Um, these are these are very important questions that that you have to ask like, that you can't change, um, and it should be a starting point. Um, I, I if you don't like the cold, don't look to go to school in Minnesota, Wisconsin, because it's going to snow. And it's going to put you in a situation that you don't like to be there. That's what we're trying to avoid. Um, and that should be an area. And I think a lot of times it's easier to back into it and say, where don't you want to go? Mm. Like Narrow it down yeah. in a reverse way. Because yeah. everyone always says, where do you want to go to college? Oh, I, I don't it know. It could be anywhere, yeah. Exactly. Okay, where, where, do you not want? where don't you want to go? Yeah. Um, okay, great. Uh, I, I don't. I don't like the heat and humidity, so I don't want to go to school in Florida. Uh, I love the cold. I'm, I've seen that's a, yeah. some kids love the cold, so they know they want to look up north. Um, but if you back into it and say, where, where don't I want to go, you can start narrowing down a little more uh, of what that campus field looks like. Um, and, are, are, you know, does, does the school and, and does the town have, you know, multiple Walmarts or whatever that looks like. So um, I think those, those are important things to, to, to look at there. Okay. If you didn't play soccer, and this is the, the broken leg test, if you didn't play soccer, what would you look for? Like what, are, what are things on your campus that, you, that your kids do? Right. And I, I think one of the, the reasons that you should choose a school is because of the school. Yeah. Right? And that's what this boils down to. Um, if the soccer team wasn't there, if the coach wasn't there, if you're unable to play, are you still happy? Are you still in the right place? Uh, and that's a that's a great way to to measure if you're making the right yeah. decision for you, 
right? And sometimes that's hard to separate. Like, well, I do like the coach, and I do like the team, and I do like the level. I, I, it's hard for me to imagine the, the team not being there, yeah. right? But that's what you have to do in, in case, God forbid, that happens to you and you're yeah. in that situation. Are you still happy? Yeah. And, and you're also going to be in, in situations that, yes, you spend, you spend three months t- together um, but you also have other classes that you're going to take. You're going to be, you're, you know, in the off season. You know, do you like the campus and do you like the kids? Um, and I think some of the, well, sometimes the best way to know is is go on campus unscheduled when class lets out. Like, what is that environment? Are kids talking to each other? Are kids interacting? Yeah. Uh, do they seem friendly? There's a, does everyone put the hood down and walk away and never look at anyone? Isn't know? that every campus? Yeah, yeah, that's also true. Yeah, buds, yeah. Hood. yeah air buds. Hey, yep. See ya. Um, you know, you, you see those things, and what is the campus culture there? Because you, you you can't you can't change that. Yeah. Um, you know, so so those are those are some questions, and, and the last one we talk about academics. Um, you need to academically fit. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you look at a GPA, if you get a three GPA, you're not going to go to Harvard, and that's okay. Like we, you know that there are certain schools. It's that, true. That. If you don't have a 3.5 GPA, they don't even look at you. Yep. Know that and don't set yourself up. Like, look at what their, their GPA is, their average GPA. Look at what their average test score is. Um, make sure they have, if you know what a major is, make sure you know that. Like, Culver has nursing. Great. But do you have engineering? So if you're desperate to be an engineer, don't go to Culver. Like, that's, that's something you have to know that academically you fit. And academically, you're going to succeed and hopefully not fail, um, you know. Yeah, and even then, you know, like I, you brought up nursing, like some programs will tell you, like, it's going to be really hard for you to, to do nursing mm-hmm. and be on our soccer team. Yes. Sorry, right? Where some might be more, um, um, you know, helpful in that yeah. situation and it may be more possible. So make sure that you're clear with your major to um, the schools that you're looking at. And that, that is a partnership that will work, mm-hmm. and you can be successful in your major uh, and be able to get your degree and go on and, and do what you need to do in life if you're not playing professional soccer. Yeah. What, what GPAs do you look at? Like, I know you have your minimum requirements for an AIA in Division three, you know, in, in NCAA, but what's, what's your kind of like, okay, this is too low? Well, well obviously, any, any kid that's not – well, here's the deal. You're right, and, and this is going to be different for every school um, based off of the pot of money that they're working with athletically. We just, we just missed a, a PK oh, they're come, happening. They're coming over towards oh, us to celebrate. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's horns. We got horns. horns. going on in the background. <laughs> uh, so ultimately, every program is going to be different because, you know, you're making yourself more marketable by having a higher GPA, okay? So if I have a, my pot of money – uh, and your GPA is higher, and you're getting more and more money. I can give you a pretty good package, and not use as much of my soccer money. Yeah. If you're really low GPA, and I have to give a lot more of my soccer money for it to be a good package to you, you might have just become less marketable to me. Uh-huh. And so that's a big thing to to think about in the process. The higher your GPA, uh, that ACT score that you got, that's really good. If that's if that's you, right? Add that in there. Make sure you're getting the the proper monetary recognition for the ACT. Um, and that could also increase the amount of scholarship money that you're getting from the college, right? It doesn't all have to be coming out of the soccer scholarship bowl for you to be there and get a good deal. That's true. That's true. Um, okay. So that's kind of how, how to figure yourself out. Um, I, I want to get, I want to get your opinion on this. Um, 
a little bit off topic from picking yourself up, but I think it kind of rolls into it. You, 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 you may have seen the the stats coming around of of the top programs that have predominantly internationals on it. Um, I think that's a way, and we've talked about this on the show quite a bit, it's the way men's soccer is going uh, at some schools. The number, the number one team in the country right now is Marshall. They're 83% international. Um, it goes down, I'm just going to rattle, 18%, 25%, 52% international, 48 69%, 60%. Um, so the top 16 seeds, the top 16 teams in the country are 32% international. Um and, and and so the number of international players, thirty four percent of the players that are playing in uh, in the NCAA tournament are internationals. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is a big jump. This number has increased year mm-hmm. by year. For uh, this is Division One NCAA men's, right? Uh, so yeah, this is something that's increased year by year uh, the amount of international players. And it's also not at the not at the rate that it's increased for the men's side, but the women's side is also starting mm-hmm. to increase as well. Their number of international players. Uh, and it's not just Division One. It's a lot of these numbers will be synonymous throughout the divisions. Yeah, Division Two have increased. Uh, yes. NAIA has always been a little higher for international. So uh, this is a trend that is happening at all levels of college soccer right now. What was that tweet you got or you saw? Um, yeah, there was just a a, a tweet about um, a, a men's team that that won and has predominantly international players, and you know it since I called them the United Nations. Um, and it said they move on or something like that. And, you know, here's the deal. It, it, when you're finding your right fit, right, and that's not for you, fine, right? Yeah. But I think what you have to be realistic of is, one, if you're an American player, your competition for scholarship has now changed. Mm, right? It's yeah. a glo- it's a global competition for a, for a college sco- soccer scholarship now, okay? It's, you're not just competing against kids from California to New York, right? It's the rest of the world. Okay, and so we want to make sure you're equipped with everything that you need, with the proper highlight video, with proper exposure, with proper GPA, things that are going to help you be more marketable, so you can compete in, in an ever-changing world of scholarships, right? But also, if if you are, you know don't want that environment, right, that's fine. Then don't go play at that school, right? It's okay. So that's why you have to find the right fit for you, uh, but also be realistic that this is where the game is going, um, and and it's a global game. It's growing. It's always going to be that way. And so now the, the opportunities in America for all divisions have increased, and I think that's where college soccer is going. And it's, the game is, is it looks great. Yeah, it's a world, it's a, it's it's a, a world game. It's a world game. The product is improving for the for all divisions, and it's something that we should all embrace, really. Yeah, yeah. And I got pretty fired up about it, you know, because it didn't, and I guess I hop on my soapbox again on this one. Are we getting a Josh's soapbox <laughs> moment? You can't handle the truth. Can I get an amen? The truth shall set you free but it, it it bothers me that that people get so upset about it uh, about internationals because on the flip side if you know if you go study abroad everyone applauds you and thinks it's the coolest thing you've ever done like oh wow you went to study abroad but if, if, if internationals come here um, it, you know they get very upset about they get very upset about that and they're like oh this is you can only be American players here which I think is, is, is silly because it's, it's sounds like you, you got to find your fit but there's certain things you can't change we've talked about the unchangeable things and if a school is 83 percent or nationals that bothers you don't look at them anymore <laughs> like don't go there well there, there's thir- there's uh what is it 1300 men's college yeah. soccer programs in the United States 1500 women's college soccer programs in the United States I think you'll be okay yeah. Okay, I think you'll be okay. But that's the thing. That's the, that's the thing. That's the case for any of this, right? Yeah. If if you're 
I, you know, once again, the same the same parent I just talked to says uh, my daughter is looking at these two Power Five conference teams. I said, oh great, w- what year is she? Well, she's a senior right now, and I'm like. Widen the gap. Yep. Find another decision, right? Are yep. they contacting you? Well, no. It's probably it's probably time to look at some different schools, yep. right? There are there are fifteen hundred schools for your kid, right? Yep. Let's let's make the right decision that's going to make the player happy and the best experience, and that's what we're now. Don't get us wrong. There are good reasons to transfer, for sure. We support. We we we're yep. not anti-transfer, right? But we are pro helping you find the right fit the yep. first time through and, and getting the best experience out of it. Yep, I agree. I agree. So, um, any, any, any final words? Because i got to see what's going on in this game over here. Any, it's any it's final good, things? It's, it's getting, getting heated. It's getting heated, heated, heated I, over there. I don't know. I, you know, I just wondered if no one else had really... Uh, Talked about us looking weird anymore. I know. So probably just me. It probably was just that. Now they yeah. got embarrassed. If there's any questions on there, I'm more happy to answer. Um, but this has been the first official live show to, together from uh, Florida. From Florida, the International Rush Cup of Port St. Lucie. This is our residential boarding academy here um, that that people eat, sleep, drink, live football seven days a week. It's an absolutely incredible experience for, for players here. Um, so it got four beautiful pitches. Even with all the rain, the pitches look, look as good as they possibly could. Any other tournament would have been canceled, so we're happy with that. So, all right, if there's no questions, guys, thank you very much. Tyler Tomlinson, the pistachio eating champion of Canton, Missouri. Weirdest looking guy <laughs> in Fort St. Lucie. Weirdest looking guy in Fort St. Lucie, guys. Thank you so much for watching. Catch up.